Hello and welcome to Bull Moose Radio. I am your host, Vincent, and in this episode, we're going to be talking about Women's Day. That's that's today. It's March 8th, Women's Day. I, I don't know. It's possible that I knew this thing existed before, but um, I don't remember ever having acknowledged Women's Day. I don't know how new it is. That's actually, uh, what is the history of Women's Day? Uh, Women's Day... Do, 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 do. Yes, yes, it's March 8th. I know it's March 8th. International Women's Day. What is there? What is the history of International Women's Day? We're going to get, like, how old is this crap? Oh, okay. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, 1910. International Women's Day. Okay, so, so some conference uh, this surrounding something about uh, women, uh, uh, the... International Socialist Women's Conference. That sounds real American. Um, uh, yeah, and then women's suffrage, of course. Something in, wait, in Soviet Russia? Oh, okay. Wait, what is this? Hold on. We got some more info here. Two, two, two. Earliest Women's Day observance was called National Women's Day. It was held on February 28th in 1909 in New York, organized by the Socialist Party of America, of course. Um... Anything else? In international Women's Conference was organized to see the General Meeting of Socialists, Second International, Copen. Whatever. You get the point. It's a bunch of socialists um, trying to uh, do their usual bit of uh, um, subverting the American, well, I guess, international family, um, the traditional uh, family unit, and empower, with some air quotes, women. Uh, by telling them that uh, they can be men too, you know, you don't have to be a man just to be a man. Um, but I, I figured, you know, it's International Women's Day. What better day than to than International Women's Day to talk about men's issues? There's a lot of rhetoric. Obviously, I'm sure anyone listening to this podcast will know that there is a lot of talk these days of the patriarchy actually less so uh in in the last i don't know maybe it's just the media i'm consuming but i think i feel like the whole patriarchy crap is dying down nobody really cares i think it's quite obvious to the radical feminists that uh most women in this country are really not that interested in becoming men um because uh frankly in in america and and the rest of the western world it's 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 pretty good to be a woman yeah it's you know it's pretty nice. You got a lot of opportunities and a lot of uh, a lot of respecting women is is done in the West, and there's really absolutely no cause whatsoever for the kind of um, rhetoric and vitriolic hatred that comes out of the leftist uh, you know feminist camp. Um, but alas, you know why would that ever stop them from you know trying to. I don't know, buy votes and, uh, you know, in general, just uh, fix something that's not broken. That that seems to be the left's MO, is fixing things that aren't broken. Um, like, for example, the family. So, um, I don't know, let's talk about uh, the issues that face men in this country. Uh, twice as likely to commit to suicide, I think, or, well, actually, it's more than that, because it's 77% of all suicides in America are men. Um, so, you know, men seem to have, uh, more of a problem killing themselves, 
I guess they don't have a problem killing themselves, but uh, I don't know, maybe women just aren't good at it. I think that's the statistic I've heard, that women are more likely to attempt suicide, but men are more likely to be successful. Now, looks like, as usual, they're better at everything. Um, the other issues, uh, yeah, uh, unemployment, men are more likely to be unemployed. I am not finding, I can't find the numbers on that, but I know it's true. Um, the... Uh, education, men are less likely to go to college, they are less likely to hold uh, graduate degrees, uh, they um, are obviously harassed and uh, they, they get a really bad rap in education. Um, the majority, overwhelming majority of, of higher level academic institutions have your gender studies and your women's departments uh, that are devoted to what is, you know, at least ostensibly, you know, serving the interests of women, which, you know, uh, just right off the bat, you can say, well, um, why aren't there special places uh, trying to serve men? After all, once again, you know, women are uh, uh, the more of them go to college, more of them attain higher level degrees than men. So why do we still need women's uh, departments and, you know, uh, women's advocacy groups in college? It seems to me that uh, men's advocacy groups, given the, given the current circumstances, uh, would be uh, better suited, uh, better, more justified. There we go. Um what else? Uh, the the oh yeah. So the wage gap. That's of course something I don't. I assume I've talked about. Um, maybe you haven't heard it. Uh, so seventy seven cents. Whatever. That first of all is an outdated statistic. Uh, so it's it's close to like eighty five percent now. And that statistic is using the aggregate income of all men divided by the amount of men and the aggregate income of all women divided by the amount of women. And that uh, does not take into account education level or employment, uh, like uh, position, I should say. Um, you know, the, their uh, men work more dangerous jobs. They're like, I don't know, like a, a 10 times more likely to die on the job or be injured on the job. Uh, actually, one of those is, is uh, like 30 and one of those is 10. It's like 90% 90, 90 of work. Workplace fatalities, I think, are men, or 97% of workplace workplace fatalities are men, and or the other way around. Regardless, a significant percentage uh, more men are uh, harmed, and the workplace are likely to um, be harmed or die working than women. Obviously, you know, you should probably be paid better if whatever you're doing is going to uh, end in your death or injury. So, you know, there are things like that. Um, uh, and uh, the, the specific career paths taken, you know, I already mentioned that you know, less men are going to college. However, you know, men that do go to college still enter into more uh, higher paying f career fields like engineering and, you know, science, technology and computer science and stuff like that. And uh, women tend to uh, uh, and enter into less high paying career fields, I don't know, uh, uh, nursing or um, uh, public service, uh, not public service, uh, human resources is what I meant. And so, of course, you get women paid less than men. doesn't mean that women in the same uh, positions with the same experience levels are being paid less than men. And on average, I believe they're actually paid more than men. Uh, some more numbers. Um, I believe 
the 147 of the 150 largest cities in America, uh, single women under 30 are paid more than men. So young women are being paid more than men in metropolitan areas. Um, so there's there's actually a, a wage gap the other direction. I believe the aggregate uh, ends up being around 108 percent. Women earn 108, uh, you know, uh, percent the income of a man using that same statistic, which, you know, I already acknowledged is kind of a, you know, a nonsensical BS way of looking at um, uh, social uh, metrics. But, you know, if that's what they're going to use, well, we can use it too and to refute them. Um, and so, so like I said, you know, uh, so there's an eight cent uh, pay gap in favor of women, young women working in metropolitan areas. Um uh, you know, school systems, right? You know, boys are more likely to get in trouble. Uh, they're more rowdy, right? But, you know, maybe something should be done about that. Maybe maybe there needs to be more physical activity. Maybe there needs to be more, you know, activities that, that uh, play to the strengths of men, you know, competitive stuff instead of all this, you know, everybody gets a trophy, whatever, um, you know, the participation awards. Nobody's allowed to actually be, you know, seen as better. They're just, you know, higher reading level or, you know, uh, a different, um, uh, you know, the different intelligence, right? You know, the, no, nobody's, nobody's intelligence is objectively more valuable or, or capable of um, uh, providing value to themselves and the, those around them. They're just different intelligences, right? You know, like the different is in somebody's capable of uh, stringing a sentence together and somebody's not. Somebody's capable of doing math and somebody's not. There's a different intelligences, yes. Um, uh, but you know, I'm not saying women can't do those things. Or women have their, their strengths and men have their strengths. But in general, the school system today plays towards women's, uh, you know, uh, strength, I guess. I don't know if you can call it the strength um, of being a little bit more agreeable and less uh, inclined towards competition and combativeness, which all of you, if you've entered a well, any school I, I i can't imagine that private schools are really that much less uh oriented in this structure that you know can attest to the fact that schools are not competitive they are structured you know nobody knows anyone else's grades no like you know you're 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 frowned upon if you're an overachiever you know not saying the teachers frown upon you but the culture that's cultivated you know it's it's playing to the lowest common denominator we got to make sure every no child left behind you know everybody's with everything instead of trying to you know evaluate a cost benefit analysis you know like for example how much time is the teacher going to spend trying to get the dumb kid to get on the same track as everybody else versus how much value could she be providing or he'd be providing to the rest of the students or even the most intelligent student in that classroom you know if if it takes half the class to get dumb little timmy over in the corner to stop chewing on his pencil um how much more could the rest of the class have learned but you know why would we consider that when we can you know uh try and uphold this egalitarian nonsense that has been plaguing our uh, social discourse for the last 50 or so years. But anyway, you know, these are just a few examples. The world today is not a benefit to men. Um, I'm going to link a video down at the bottom of this podcast talking about um, Tucker citing a bunch of the statistics that I uh, was listening before um, and talking about, you know, some more stuff, opioid addiction and whatnot. 
you know, men in America do not have it great. This is not, this is, the world today is not conducive to men. It is, it is, you know, the, the left likes to say, oh, well, you know, that's just because you, you, you're so used to being on top of everything now that you're less on top or now that, you know, to the oppressor, equality uh, feels like oppression or whatever nonsense they come up with. And that, that's absolutely absurd on the face of it because the, you know, the, the oppressor doesn't kill himself. Um, the, the oppressor does not get addicted to drugs. The oppressor, you know, does not, uh, like, lose his academic institutions. The oppressor does not forfeit, you know, his income in, in, in some of the fastest-growing areas. The oppressor does not, um, you know... The, these are not indications that men are oppressors. None of, none of the, the social indicators regarding men today are you know, uh, supporting that idea in any way. And so with that, I'd like to, you know, leave everybody with this, this idea. Just, just consider, consider that maybe there are problems that run deeper than, um, how much money the average man versus the average woman is making in this country. Maybe that there are circumstances, social dynamics that have existed for millennia that have, you know, developed in in the presence of an environment that, that selects for positive outcomes. Maybe the family, maybe the stay-at-home mom, maybe these things are not, you know, wrong. Maybe they are positive and helpful and, and beautiful and valuable and instead of trying to tear them down in the name of equality maybe we should revisit them and maybe we should consider not throwing the baby out with the bathwater and you know revisit more of a traditional social dynamic in this country and so yeah i love women women are great i think they're my, you know it, it may not surprise you my mother's a woman i love my mother I hope to marry a beautiful woman one day, and I hope to have children, some of whom may be women, and I want them to grow up in a world where they are happy and healthy as well as my sons, and I hope that we can evaluate the, the circumstances that we see with a more nuanced view than the egalitarian equality-centered nonsense that all of us have been subjected to. So with that, I hope you have a wonderful day. And remember that March 8th is International Respecting Women Day. And you better respect women. You better respect them, you know, uh, quite a lot. And respect yourself while you're at it.